Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Just a friendly reminder that right now, get any size iced coffee before 11 a.m. for just 99 cents. And a satisfying sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.79. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Across the Sky, our Lee Enterprises weather podcast. I'm Matt Hollander covering weather for all of Lee's Midwest websites, apps, and social media accounts from Chicago. And I've got the rest of the team here with me, Joe Martucci with the Press of Atlantic City, Kirsten Lang with the Tulsa World in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Sean Sublett with the Richmond Times-Dispatch in Richmond, Virginia. And this is going to be a fun episode. Hopefully you tuned in and heard our Top 10 Weather Movies episode. If you haven't, you can go back and check that one. But this time... It's the top 10 weather songs. <laughs> it has been a process putting together this list, right, guys? Uh, yeah, no one can say that we didn't do our due diligence on this one. We, we started with how many was our original list? It was 54 songs. So we basically all just said, uh, songs about weather, go. And we came up with a list that was 54. And then we said, well, this isn't going to work for a top 10. And so we have done multiple rounds of voting, basically starting with, all right, now that we've got this long list where we all threw down ideas, we kind of all got together first. I guess the first thing we did was we said, all right, which of these songs are really about weather? Like which ones? I mean, because there's so many songs. I didn't realize like how many songs have mentioned a little bit about weather, but a lot of them are using weather to kind of talk about something else. (laughs) It's not really weather focused. They're kind of using weather as a metaphor. Often they're love songs they see. <laughs> they're talking about how, oh, my love life is tumultuous. It's like a hurricane, <laughs> like a tornado. There are lots of examples of that. So we were like, all right, let's see if we can get some songs that are just, that are really focused on weather and really reference weather throughout and not just a quick reference and they're not really talking about some something else so that eliminated a lot of them so i think our original list that came up with 54 we got it down to 26 kind of just talking back and forth from each other and then we started ranking them we each picked our top 10 and so then we started to realize oh okay we start to agree on some things and so then it was still too many songs I think we had 15, and so then we came up with a point system and started giving more points to our top songs than our lower-ranked songs. And so finally, we, we we whittled it down almost to 10, but actually 12, because there was a tie for 10th place. It shows you how much controversy <laughs> there is. Before we start breaking down our 12 songs that we're actually going to need your help with to decide, because we really want a true top 10, got to bring in our guest for this episode, and it's a guest we know very well. Uh, And if you listen to our Hot Off the Wire podcast uh, with Lee Enterprises, then you might already know him. It's Terry Lipschitz, and he's the producer for the Across the Sky podcast and is a huge help. This podcast would not exist 
without him. So we are glad to bring him on the podcast in front of the mic. Terry, how are you doing? Thanks, Matt, for having me. Um, I didn't I didn't like egg my way into this in any way because I'm your producer and, and just said, hey, you know, work me in somehow. Uh, none of that happened at all. But no, I, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to do this. I think it's a fun episode. And as you talked about, um, we whittled down the list to kind of eliminate. There's a lot of songs like, you know, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, Nothing About the Weather, you know, Lightning Crashes, November Rain. There's a lot of great songs out there, but we kind of worked worked out of those. And I think we came up with a pretty, pretty solid list. And then, you know, just for me personally, it was fun to do because I I spend a lot of time when I'm not working on podcasting for Lee, uh, when I'm not doing family stuff at home, I'm, I'm in my basement, I'm spinning records, I'm listening to music all the time, uh, pretty active on social media and stuff like that. So it's it's fun. It was a fun one for me to do. So I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, when we suggested the idea, it's like, hey, we should do like, you know, we we're thinking of other top 10 lists that we could do. So we did top 10 weather, we did top 10 weather songs. And you jumped on it, you said, hey, here's some ideas. And we're like, well, how, Terry, how about you just join us for this episode? <laughs> so we are glad yeah. you came in, you contributed some good songs with our very, our very long opening round list. And fortunately, you helped in the narrowing down process. Because like I said, you, you don't think about it until you like actually sit down, you're like, man, there are a lot of songs about weather. So it was tough getting to this point, but uh, I think we're ready to, to get underway. Just to interject too, and, and to really get to the point, we I think this is a really good weather list. There's other other people have done weather lists before about songs, and I, I was looking through them, and I think the big difference between our list, um, and this is you know this is a, a a podcast about climate and weather, right? So we took the time to actually narrow down the songs that were about climate and weather. There was a there was one list out there that I found that had Hurricane by Bob Dylan as its number one song. And that that's a song about uh, the wrong wrongfully convicted boxer, Reuben Hurricane Carter. It has absolutely nothing to do with weather. So, you know, we didn't make that mistake. So our, our songs are rock solid weather songs. And I think you'll see that there's a variety here as well. So if you if you like a certain type of music, I think we're going to eventually you'll be pleased with with at least one of our selections. I'm sure this is going to be a, yes, a list for, that's going to be up for debate. Uh, and I think it already starts when we look at our number 10. We're going to go in order from number 10 to number one, and this is how we ranked them. But the interesting thing was that the one that just barely made it was the one that we disagreed on. We had a three-way tie for number 10. So technically we have a, a song list that's 12 songs long right now, but we're going to ask your input on this one. But let me mention the three songs that are tied for number 10 in our in our ranking system. So we have When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin, Under the Boardwalk by The Drifters, and Riding the Storm Out by, do we go Ario Speedwagon or do we just say Rio Speedwagon? Nobody says Rio Speedwagon. Stop <laughs> it, Matt. You young people. I'm a little not too young, knowing the, Not knowing the classics. <laughs> go away. It's Ario Speedwagon. I'm going to pull my old man card out. <laughs> <laughs> So those are the three that, that tied uh, for for number 10. Um, if I had to pick one, even though I, I botched their name, I think I would say my number 10 would be Riding the Storm Out. I, I mean, the song is is great. I mean, a lot of these, I think you don't say that about all these songs. I enjoy all these songs. But also, it, lots of weather references here. And actually... You go into the history of the song. It was also the song that was the title track on their album of the same name. 
And uh, they actually wrote the song after they were stuck in a blizzard after a show in Boulder, Colorado. So weather was the inspiration for this song. And so they literally were riding the storm out. And they talk about it's a snowstorm. You can definitely see it in the lyrics when they're describing it. And so not only is it a good song, but it, it is inspired by weather and it mentions weather throughout. So that would be my number 10. But do we have any supporters for When the Levee Breaks and Under the Boardwalk? Yeah, I, I want to go with with the Zeppelin again, pulling out my old man card here. I, when I first heard this song, When the Levee Breaks, it's off the fourth Led Zeppelin album. Sometimes uh, those of us of a certain age will call it Zoso, um, but that's another discussion for another time. Uh, th this is about just a pouring down rain, and it's based on a blues song from the 1920s. Uh, Led Zeppelin reimagined this Um the original people who put this together were called Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Minnie, who wrote the song in 1929, inspired by the Great Flood of 1927. So if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. If it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the big thing there. It's just got a great blues riff. I like the way they reimagined it. I went back and listened to the original. Obviously, it's a lot different. It's a lot different era. But the bass, the harmonica, the tone... Uh, I voted hard for this one, y'all. I did. I just love this song so much. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I was with. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, I, I was with you on this one, Sean. And maybe it's just because the two of us have the combined age of well over a hundred. But, <laughs> um, but it's all three of these songs. I think are solid. Yeah. Top ten easily could have been in the in the top ten. You know, riding the storm out is a banger. Um, I'm not a huge arena you know arena hard rock early 1970s arena hard rock so i, I kind of had this one down as maybe a three on you know for me of those three um when the levee breaks i love it and i love the historical significance of it and i think that's the one thing with this is because of that historical significance of the great mississippi flood i would have had this one higher i think like top five easily for me personally but i i think you know through the voting i i would you know encourage voting toward this one if, if we're going to do any of that uh uh you know pushing folks in any way so I, that's why i like it it's a really cool song <laughs> nudge, nudge. Too. <laughs> it's a really cool song too uh obviously it's got the the jimmy page riffs which uh everyone knows but also the the drumming of john bonham so if you ever get a chance there's a 2008 or 2008 documentary called it might get loud which features three generations of electric guitarist jimmy page from zeppelin uh, the Edge from U2 and then Jack White from the White Stripes. And Jimmy Page talks about how they recorded it. And they had John Bonham in this old like stone, almost like a castle. And they hung they hung microphones from above the staircase to capture it. And it's just explosive drumming. So it's a great weather song, but it's just it's it's just a real banger of a song on top of that. I don't have any historical significance to add to any of these songs other than the fact that I just know Under the Boardwalk and I didn't know the other two <laughs> and I had to look them up. So that's why I put them. I put that one as my uh, as my vote. But look, guys, y'all have already started swaying me as to, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I should have gone back and then and, you know, voted a little differently. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed as a guy who's from New Jersey that you didn't vote for Under the Boardwalk. Don't you hear that all the time? Well, I would boardwalk going down to seaside heights that's like the anthem here one of the anthems for the summer so that that's mine 
Here's my other thing, too, with Ario Speedwagon. Riding the Storm Out, there's about five words in that song. It's just a repetition of riding <laughs> the storm out five different times. So I'm not saying it's a bad song. I like Ario Speedwagon. Roll with the Changes is one of my favorite songs of all time. But I'm going with Under the Boardwalk on this one. Plus, it's a more positive song. It's talking about sunshine. You know, maybe you're with your you know girlfriend or boyfriend. It's just more positive, you know, than the other two. So I'm going to go with Thunder Boardwalk. Yeah, I am. I am from Jersey, as you mentioned, Joe. I, I was actually born in New York, grew up in Jersey. I have great memories of the song. I, I anytime I hear it, about I think about my parents hopping in the car, driving down to to the Jersey Shore, Seaside, Asbury, wherever. Uh, great, great memories. Um, but you know, ranking those three songs, I just got to go with the Zeppelin tune. It's fine. Joe, there's, there, there's more than five words. I mean, look at the opening opening lyrics. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read it. Riding the storm out, waiting for the thaw out on a full moon night in the Rocky Mountain winter. My wine bottles low, watching for the snow and thinking about what I've been missing in the city. They're stuck and they're drinking. <laughs> Why? I mean, why are rock stars drinking wine? Yeah, they why? should be drinking beer if they're rock stars. <laughs> this this is not yacht rock. <laughs> this is a little bit of a surprising choice. Do the, the, that uh, is a pretty good serious XM station, station though. Yacht rock I radio. love yacht rock, Sean. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't hate on that. No, I'm not hating on it. Yeah, you should <laughs> hear me it. do my Michael McDonald impersonations after I've had a few, because that's a different thing altogether. But we we should probably move on. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, let's rock <laughs> well, and roll. Need, no pun intended. Well, but we need to, to settle on a number 10. So we're going to leave it to you, the audience, to decide what should be number 10. Is it going to be when the levee breaks, under the boardwalk, or riding the storm out? And Terry, can you explain how folks can weigh in on this so we can get a true number 10? Yeah, so we have a poll created. You go to the show notes in this podcast, and there'll be a link to that. So just go to the link and, and click on the favorite tune of the three and then uh and then I, one of you will come back and and share the results in the coming episode yes yeah, so please vote and we will share because we could not decide clearly <laughs> we we completely tied out there's debate we've just shared but hopefully you can decide whether it's you just like the beat of the song the best or you think one really is the most weather related uh weigh in on that poll and we will share the results um, and also, by the way, we're going to link in the show notes, the Spotify list, so you can listen to all these songs. If you were hoping that we would play clips from these songs, sorry, we don't want to get in trouble with the copyright folks. So we will not be playing any of these songs as much as we would like to. Uh, we'll probably make the podcast episode pretty long, too. But you can listen to the Spotify list that we created with all 12 songs on there, and then eventually we'll be narrowing it down to our top 10. Uh, but moving on with number nine, from here on out, we did actually have consensus on which was nine, eight, seven, six. We just had that three-way tie for number 10. But at number nine, it is Singing in the Rain by Gene Kelly. So, I mean, this is just absolutely a weather song. The guy is, and, and I think, you know, what makes this so memorable is, you know, since it's from a movie, the image of a guy literally singing in the rain. I mean, it's just iconic from an iconic movie and just an iconic song. And it, how can you get any more weather related than this? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's an iconic image. I mean, iconic song. I think like it's one of those songs where I think almost everybody knows, uh, you know, and it's just something it reminds me of being young, you know, just just watching a movie. And uh, I think my grandmother used to sing this song if i remember correctly back in the day so yeah i'm on board with this is nine 
Yeah, the song was originally actually written in uh, 1929, but of course it was the movie that came out in 1952 with Gene Kelly that made it famous because you actually had that image of a guy walking around with his umbrella. He just even folds up the umbrella and he just is embracing it, letting the rain just fall. It's like, now there's a guy who loves the weather and loves the rain. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think this is a solid pick for the list. I'm 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 not sure I'm gonna put this one on heavy repeat on that Spotify playlist, but uh, I I don't think you can go wrong with this in the top ten list about the weather. Yeah, and when we go back and you look at some of the you know the classic era as we as as that time of of the twentieth century. Yeah, I mean this this is iconic. This this is not legendary, but this really fits in, uh, I think, with Americana in general, you know, when we look at, at the history of cinema and, and culture in the United States, I think this is right up there. And this, yeah, this needs to be included. I concur. Yeah. I think it might be one of those songs that everybody knows you've heard it, but it might not be the song that's on your playlist. You know, you might not add it to your, your music cue list just because, you know, it is, I don't know. It's, it's hard to classify it, you know, in, in any particular category. And it, it kind of is, is its own thing, a very fun, very light, but it's it's a unique song, you know, and the fact that it's from a movie. But I mean, it is it is definitely weather <laughs> and very memorable. And everybody knows it. you've heard it at some point. You're not maybe haven't listened to it in a while. I mean, so we, we definitely had to include. It. But again, in our voting system, clearly it wasn't too high, though. Like we definitely knew it had to be on the list. But that's why it's coming in at number nine. Now, uh, number eight for us, um, this one, a, a little bit controversial, a little bit polarizing. Uh, because some of us love it and others not so much. It's Sunny and 75 by Joe Nichols. Now, I'm and Kirsten, we're both from Texas. So if you're from Texas, you got at least a little bit like country music. And so we definitely went with the country song, Sunny and 75, which, again, I think very few people can argue with that kind of weather. Now, it's debatable about what the perfect temperature is. If I was going to write this song, I think I'd say Sunny and 72. <laughs> because I think 72 is the perfect temperature. But we'll let Joe say uh, a 75. Do you all have a, a, a perfect temperature? And what do you all think about the, about this song? Yeah, I look, I, I put I put Sunny and 75 on there just because, uh, I don't know, like Matt and I both grew up in Texas. But, you know, I do want to mention, too, and Joe can chime in in a second. I didn't realize how popular country music actually was in Jersey. But, you know, Joe has has uh, has told me otherwise. But there's a lot of times where I'm writing a forecast and for whatever reason, the title of this song just pops in my head. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good day. Sunny and 75, you know, keep on going. But Joe, I had no idea that it was uh, that it was a popular thing for you too. Up in up in Jersey, no clue. Yeah, you know, listen, I you know, despite me living uh, in between two major cities and not much, you know, free space around, which usually what you're thinking of for country music. Uh, I actually like country music a lot. My mom actually got me into country music. Apparently, she switched from like hair metal to country music when she had kids. So uh, that that's where a lot of the influence comes. But I do like this song, and if you're in Jersey, uh, you know, Kenny Chesney concerts, always huge each year, packed at stadium, a MetLife Stadium, and over at Lincoln Financial, uh, PNC Bank Arts Center, uh, which is on the parkway, has a load of artists. So, yeah, there's a lot of country music lovers in New Jersey, but the problem is there is not really, at least um, at the Jersey Shorters country music stations, but there's not country music stations in New York, which a lot of northern New Jersey gets. So that's your uh, lesson on country music in the state of New Jersey. I think we figured out what Terry wants for Christmas this year is just a ticket to the Joe Nichols concert or Kenny Chesney. So if anyone sees those pop up, if they're on tour, send it Terry's way. 
Yeah, That's no, it. no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, Kenny Kenny Chesney. I am not not a fan. I used to t- tell people I hate country music, and then I realized it wasn't so much. I I don't actually hate country music. It's just a certain type of country music, and it's it's this country music. It's this song, this type of song. I mean, this is from the same artist that brought you "Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off." So <laughs> it's classic. it's a it's a uh, it's just kind of a. I, I had a hard time even just getting through this one. I I I do like a certain brand of country music: the Johnny Cash, the Towns Van Zant, Sturgill Simpson, Margot Price. These are real to me, rock solid, more Americana style country musicians. And we do have another country song down further on the list or higher on the list, so so to speak which I absolutely loved. And it's it, it's more along the lines of the type of country that I'm going to listen to. So as my mother said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. So I'm just going to move on. I will say this one, we almost didn't make the initial cut because it is somewhat of a love song as well. But he, he very clearly makes a reference. I mean, he's kind of talking about going somewhere sunny in 75, but bringing a, a girl along with him. Uh, but he does describe the conditions. You know, if you look at the lyrics... He's kissing you in the salt air. I can taste it, I swear. Take me somewhere in sunny in 75. You and me on a beach chair. Yeah, take them under so, the boardwalk. Describing the scene. That's where you go. <laughs> it's a, it can be sunny. It can be uh it can be sunny in 75 on the boardwalk and then you go underneath. It's you know, might not be sunny in 75, but it'll be a nice time. So uh due to our high votes for the, the three of us, Joe, Kirsten, and I, we, we got it, we got it in the top 10. Joe Nichols, you're welcome. Go us. <laughs> at number eight. But uh, the next one at number seven is one that is, uh, that is definitely maybe not as controversial because this is literally telling the story of an actual weather event. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Number yeah. seven. And I will campaign list. hard for this one. Everybody, I'll tell y'all straight up, this was my number one. And again, maybe it's because of my age. Uh, I just turned 53. I remember hearing this on the radio and the AM radio uh, in the 70s as a kid. It basically chronicles the wreck of this of this ship. Um, it, it left uh, Wisconsin with a bunch of iron ore. It was on its way across Lake Superior. It was hoping to beat out the storm. And it didn't. The wind shifted and just 20 miles from from shore, uh, the waves overtook it and it sank. And it was this time of the year, November, I mean, the uh, when the skies of November turn gloomy and uh, with the gales of November come early, all those all those feelings. And it's very haunting as well. The tone, I think, is very haunting. Um, and for me, th- this is this is just there's this one and there's everybody else. I mean, you can put the rest of them in any order you want. For me, this is number one, and y'all can argue to to the death about the rest of them. But th- this is number one for me. Yeah, the song did come out in August of 1976 after the event, the sinking right. of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which was in November of 1975. So less than a year later, he wanted to do a whole uh, song about it. And actually, there was an article that inspired him. Uh, it was in Newsweek called The Cruelest Month. And that actually came out uh, just a few weeks after the event in November of 1975. But Gordon Lightfoot read that article and then decided to turn it into a song. I mean, in the song, he breaks down the whole story. I mean, what is the the runtime on this song? It's pretty lengthy, but it tells minutes. the whole story. 
it's like an it's epic like it's poem. more a story than it is a song like when i was reading the lyrics i was like holy cow this i'm just like basically reading a little novel here kind of reminds me of the lyrics of american pie like it just keeps going and going and going it's true and going. 6.30 on the album version, it was at 6 minute and 30 seconds when it first came out. So this is a longer one, but it does describe the event in its entirety. I mean, that's what makes it, I think, so unique and why we absolutely had to include it just because it's actually describing a weather event. And I mean, I don't think there's any other song that goes into this much detail about a specific weather event, like one specific event, not just describing general conditions. But I mean, this really is weather history in this song. Yeah, I think that was a good point too. The the comparison that Kirsten had to American Pie, it is it is an epic song. Um, I'm with Sean that this song. I don't know if I put it number one. It, it definitely top three for me. I think, but it was a real solid song. It's a real epic. It it tells a story. It's almost you know from a from a standpoint of us being journalists. He he was a breaking news songwriter. I mean, he he turned turned this thing around pretty quickly. So it, it is a breaking news song. Uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald actually sank about forty days before I was born. So just to kind of date me in this conversation <laughs> a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a really good song. Uh, it, it's uh, Gordon Lightfoot, one of the great Canadian singer songwriters, up there with with Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. Uh, so this this is a tremendous song. Is Justin Bieber in that too, Terry? No. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. Right up there with Celine Dion and Brian Adams. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be honest. I actually didn't know about this song until you guys said it. So I uh, I did my research on this. And uh, to everybody's point, it is a very well-crafted story of an actual event. So, so that got bonus points for me. But I actually did not know this song until you guys brought it up. I'd heard it before. I was I was aware of it, but I, you know, it's not one that I'd listened to in, in a while. But I listened to it like you know, being a meteorologist you know, at some point, somebody had mentioned it to me. The, the record of Edmund Fitzgerald. I was like, oh, and so I was aware of it. But I, it's I don't know. Maybe it's just because it it is a longer song and it and it's a little bit more slower paced. Honestly, I think it's also generational. Um, Terry and I are older, and this was a song that was on the radio a lot when we were kids, and it, because of because of the news. And as we got into the you know '90s and the aughts, it, it just kind of faded away from consciousness. Um, so that's another reason. I, this is one of these songs that that I'd hate to see lost to history because I truly think it's phenomenal. And moving on, actually, another song that may have been uh, forgotten. Uh, I only discovered it actually just a just a few months ago i came across i didn't know it existed uh it came out in 1981 but it's weatherman by hank williams jr and then i realized well, how have i not heard this song earlier because it's a great song and it describes my life's work being a weatherman <laughs> how was i not aware of this song sooner but weatherman by hank uh, hank williams jr if you have not heard it check it out in our, our spotify playlist uh because it is a yes it is a country song but even the two folks here that don't like country as much, they like this song. So, uh, Sean and Terry, what do you have to say about Weatherman? I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it, it's a really, I mean, from a from from a songwriting perspective, it's it's really tight. It's just what two verses total that kind of get repeated. But it's you know, Mister Weatherman, what is your forecast? I need a major change. I can't stand no more rain talks about the ozone he talks about tornadoes he talks about sunshine i mean it doesn't get more weather than this so i i loved it i thought it was a fun song and and it definitely made my list no and it's definitely a fun song uh i'm as as terry said i'm not as big into country i'm i'm more the the johnny cash style but i do like a good uh 
a good Hank Williams Jr. song uh, every once in a while. So I, I think uh, I think it it deserves its place here on the list for sure. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the song, when you're listening to it, he's basically singing to a weatherman and asking for a good forecast. You can tell there's a little bit of a metaphor going on here. He's very specific about it. It's hard to say. Maybe he's just describing that it's been bad weather and that might be part of it, but you get the sense that there's something, there are a few other things in his life uh, that aren't going too well. And just <laughs> by the way, he sings it too and the, the tone of his voice. And so at the very least, can he just have some nice weather? Because times are a little bit rough. But I will point out there is one thing from a from a science perspective that's he got a little bit wrong i'm sure it sounded good when he was writing the song but you can tell hank not a meteorologist because he's he, he's you know that he he can't stand no more rain he says he doesn't want any more rain but so everything's been going wrong please tell me it's something in the ozone and here it is or is the atmospheric pressure just too strong and that doesn't make sense because that means high pressure and it shouldn't be raining so he should have said, or is the atmospheric pressure just too low, not too strong? You're right. And it That's a good rhyme, catch, Matt. Matt. You're right, right but then it wouldn't problem. rhyme with his wrong. He had to go wrong and strong. <laughs> we'll right. give him a creative license. Yeah. And technically, that's a flaw, and that is wrong, because that means his weather should be nice if the atmospheric pressure is too strong. I like how he wrote in there. I've had, and I don't even know if he meant to do this, but I like how he wrote in there. I have too many highs and too many lows, too many storms and too many tornadoes. I mean, highs, lows, you know, high pressure, low pressure. It's probably, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he meant to, you know, kind of correlate the two with, you know, highs in your life and lows in your life, but I kind of like that part. I, I think he did. I, I think he's a smart enough uh, songwriter to, uh, to drop that in there. I said, you're going to give it to him, huh? I'm going to give it to him. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he might need those, Sean Terry. He might need it to be sunny in 75. <laughs> that seems to be what he's asking for. That does seem like what he's asking for, yeah. It sounds like without Hank Williams writing this song, Joe Nichols wouldn't have written Sunny in 75. That's what it sounds like to me. I see the direct correlation. Joe Nichols does not write his own songs, by the way. Oh, oh look at, all right. Well, whoever whoever wrote Joe Nichols' song, uh, maybe that's the direct correlation. Maybe Hank Williams wrote the song for him. Do, do we know who wrote Sunny in 75, Terry? Yes, we do. It was uh, written by uh, uh, Michael Delaney, Jason Sellers, and Paul Jenkins. Mm. By committee. It took it took three people to write that song. That's good. That's why it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Hank actually wrote, wrote Weatherman, but if you've never listened to Weatherman, if you're going back and listening to it the first time, of course, listen to the Hank Williams Jr. version, but also listen to the cover by his son, Sam Williams, because I'll make the argument that the cover by his son, Sam Williams, is better than his dad's version. I mean, I think he just nails it, like with the, with the, the emotion and the tone. I actually think the cover by his son, Sam Williams, is better than the original. Maybe that's a hot take, but I'm going to go with that. So listen to both versions. We'll have to go with, we'll go with the Hank Williams Jr. for this list since he wrote the song. It was first, but I think his son might have beat him on it. He does a great version of it. Yeah, so Weatherman is number six. So that takes us through 10 through six with two bonus ones uh, stuck on there. So we are going to take a break, but you got to come back for the second half because we're going to do the best part, the top five weather songs of all time. So stick around more across the sky right after the break. Welcome back everyone to Across the Sky. We are counting down the top 10 weather 
songs. And before we move on to number five, let's get you caught up to speed on where we are right now. At number 10, remember it's a three-way tie for number 10 right now. So technically we have 12 songs in this list and we need your help. Vote to decide what is going to be number 10. Is it going to be When the Levee Breaks, Under the Boardwalk, or Riding the Storm Out? And I suggest Riding the Storm Out, but that's just me. <laughs> so that's our three-way tie for number 10. At number nine, it is Singing in the Rain. At number eight, Sunny and 75. At number seven, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And number six, Weatherman by Hank Williams Jr. Now, if you haven't been satisfied with the kind of songs we've been choosing yet, you might be a little bit happier with this number five song. It is Umbrella by Rihanna, but have to mention featuring Jay-Z, who has a prominent role in the song. And uh, the, the reason I put this one in my top 10 is because every time I've gone to a weather conference and there's been karaoke after uh, the day's events, uh, somebody inevitably gets up and sings Umbrella and usually multiple people join because it is, <laughs> it is a weather person meteorologist song. It is just so catchy and fun singing about umbrellas and kind so of Matt, like singing in the rain. <laughs> Matt, here, here's my question. How come we didn't do this when we were in Milwaukee in June for our well, weather conference? I, I did. Was there karaoke that I missed one night? Because I, if I had been there, I probably would have. I don't know. If I, I, I don't think we it. scoped I it out. Weed, but I would have sung along. Got it. Uh, all right. Maybe next year, next year's conference, we'll scope out some karaoke and we'll sing this. But there's lots of uh, uh, uh. <laughs> umbrella that, <laughs> it, <song. laughs> yeah it's you know it's pretty easy i mean i i like this song i mean i like this song i used to like the song a lot especially you know back and i think this is 07 this march came 29, out 2007 march 29 2007 here um you know i mean i like <laughs> i mean jay-z says in anticipation for precipitation stack chips for a rainy day i mean that's true you know you got it you got to always uh make sure you have a plan b you know if you got a lot of money like jay-z you know your plan b is pretty good but i think it's a good life lesson um so that's where i'm at with umbrella but good song reminds me of actually being on the boardwalk in seaside heights back in 2007 uh speaking of seaside heights for the second time in a row i don't know why but it just does billboard hot 100 songs really aren't my thing normally and and i probably would pass up on this one but I, it's a fun one i enjoyed it it got me thinking a little bit too to just when we're out and driving around with the family in the minivan a lot of times my wife and my daughters i've got 11 year old twin girls they'll usually listen to the whatever the local dance hot 100 type station is and this is the type of music to be on it normally we get in and first thing we do is change the music to whatever i would like to listen to because you know dad rules the day on on the car radio but, you know, most times, nine times out of 10, change the station. But if this one comes on, I'll probably leave it go. And then I'll just start singing it at the top of my lungs. Like, you can stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, <laughs> eh, eh, eh. And then the, the girls will be like, Dad, stop singing. That's terrible. I will tell you, this song, I, I used to like the name Ella for a girl <laughs> and then after this song i was like that's um it's off my list like i could i would never be able to be able to name my child ella again after listening to this song <laughs> sticks in your head so is that is that a good thing or a bad thing in terms of this song look it was i look i'm i'm with you when it first came out i was all into it it was on my playlist when i would go for runs etc but 
you know, now if it comes on, I'm I'm turning I'm turning it off. But when you're at a weather conference, you just got to sing it because it, it makes it so easy because it's that. Uh, uh, look, karaoke anybody can night, sing this it. One can uh, definitely, you can kind of skip the start in parts in between. They're a little bit more difficult, but everybody can jump in on the chorus. And I think we're booking it. Also, I think also part of it is just kind of a positive star, a song because you look at the lyrics and uh, uh, said, I'll always be your friend, took an oath. And I'm going to stick it out to the end. Now that it's raining more than ever, know that we'll still have each other and you can stand under my umbrella. Like, that's just like being there for someone. It's like, I'll let you share my umbrella. We don't have much space under here, but I'm going to help keep you dry. So I guess it's not singing, you know, it's different from singing in the rain because she she wants to be under umbrella and keeping people under that umbrella is important. Under like Gene Kelly is just folding up the umbrella and it's like, let it rain. Uh, moving on to number four. Uh, this one, there's a little bit of debate about which version we could choose. Um, but it's certainly a song that I think everyone knows. It's I Can See Clearly Now. And I think we're going to go with the original that was released in 1972 by Johnny Nash. You got to go with the original, kind of like with the Hank Williams situation. I think the cover might be better by his son. And you can make an argument. Maybe there's some other covers of this song that are better. But we're going to go with the guy who wrote the song, Johnny Nash. I Can See Clearly Now. But one of the ones that was definitely in the runnings for another good version is the one by Jimmy Cliff. Uh, that I think was released in 93. It came out with the movie Cool Runnings. And mm -hmm. that kind of brought the song back to popularity, but back in the, the billboard list. But we got to go with the guy who started it all, Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. Yeah, this is a classic. It's it's a it's a great reggae song. Johnny Nash is actually from, uh, I think he's from Texas, uh, if I am correct. But he, he is a uh, kind of a pop um, reggae singer, had success in reggae. The Jimmy Cliff version for Cool Runnings is really good. It's been it's been covered a lot. The song in the in the Spotify playlist we have the Johnny Nash version. Yeah, I'm good with it. Just just a positive song. Again, one of those songs I think you know everybody growing up just knows over time. So I'm a fan of it, and it's definitely you know I think I think where we have it is a good spot for it in my opinion. Yeah, it's another one of these AM 1970s AM radio classics. Also. So uh, I'm absolutely on board. I like the song. It's it's a good one. I agree. I can see clearly now the rain yeah, is gone. <laughs> I mean, come on. That Just that opening line. It's like now he's, he's happy. Again, we have so many different conflicting things. But, I, you know, some people, it seems to be that most of our songs are definitely more about, yay, the rain is going away. We got nice weather. It's not so much about the, there doesn't seem to be as much embracement about bad weather, except maybe like riding the storm out. But even there, like they're definitely waiting for the thaw out in that <laughs> that song. So there seems to be definitely a consensus. I think that's what we came back to is a lot of folks wanting some nice weather. You know, life can be rough. So at least get the rain out of here and give me some good weather. It's super positive. You know, it's a great summer day. You're out. You're enjoying enjoying the sun. You're in a park. You're on the beach, whatever. It's It's a great song for the summer. I mean, I think one other part of it's so good about this is it's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day that like that part of the song is just like, yeah, I mean, it's just a song, but it's just so catchy and so, so relatable. I think I just I, I don't think there are going to be many people that are going to find something wrong with the song and say, I don't like that song. This is just a tough song not to like. And I think that's the case with all of these this week as we go through our list here, uh, which is now bringing us we're getting getting closer to the top. Number three. Summer in the City by The Lovin' Spoonful, uh, which I had heard before when we were, I did not put it, I don't think I put it on my original 
list. I had to go back and listen to it because I wasn't real familiar with this one. Maybe because it came back. It was released on July 4th, 1966. I mean, what a summer day <laughs> to release the song. They were very specific. I mean, and this is, when I was listening to it again, it's like, man, this is definitely a summer song and one that I can relate to growing up in Texas because these guys, unlike a lot of the other songs we were just describing, they're complaining a little bit about how hot the weather is and they're not too happy with it in, in this one. And so they're they're like, maybe summer isn't that great because it, it's pretty hot. So I'm guessing these guys were from the South. <laughs> it's a summer song. This, this is a real summer. I mean, when you hear the song, you're thinking about it's hot, it's humid. I mean, it's really what it is, like how unpleasant the daytime heat is. It, it's if you remember, if you ever saw uh, the 90, 1995 film Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes, that's it, what I thought the first, too. the first non Christmas Die Hard movie, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But it's it's the whole opening scene is like, you know, it comes in with the bum, bump, boom. And, you know, the Die Hard words come slamming together. And then they're just showing people walking around New York and moving around and it's hot out. And then all of a sudden something explodes. It, it's just it, it takes you into a, a typical, you know, Bruce Willis diehard movie. No, that's a that's a very good point, Terry, because I remember that. I'm like, where, where in film do I remember this? I'm thinking, was it diehard? And sure enough, there you are you're jumping all over it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember hearing it before that movie, to be sure. Um, but that that's kind of where it almost seems to sit now in pop culture. We're going back to the to the Die Hard franchise. This made me think of two other things. There's there's that aren't on this list. Hot in the City by uh by Billy Idol. Again, very different, not on the list, but it made me think about it. And uh, and because I am a weather geek, this is the original Urban Heat Island song. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I, I, think, I agree with I you, Sean. Yeah, that that's true. And actually, uh, just to echo what Terry sounds like, you know, like it just. It's like hot, humid, like gritty, almost feeling like in the city, like kind of reminds me of like, like, honestly, like being in New York City, that's kind of reminds me of on a hot summer day. This is like the song for it. Actually, side story with this, a lot of this reminds me of a weather internship I did in New York City in 2011, because my friend uh, who I did the internship with, we were driving to New York and this was definitely on heavy rotation because it was one of his favorite songs at the time. So that's what it reminds me of when I hear this song. Sean, just to also bring up your our, our ages, our collective older ages too. Mm. This is Love and Spoonful, John Sebastian. Right. You know what other song he uh, he wrote? Welcome back, welcome back. Theme, right? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. The May song? No, the the theme to Welcome Back Hotter. Welcome back. You know where John no, Travolta know. got started? <laughs> yeah, but isn't that? But didn't did Mace didn't Mace do a remix using the the hook from this into his song in like 1998? Don't know. No, am I the only one flowing on an know. island? All right, Sorry. we'll we'll look it up. But one thing though, they're describing how brutal the day is. You know, going through that first verse, you know, back of my neck getting dirty and gritty, been down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, hotter than a match head. But then, but at night, it's a different world. So these guys definitely embrace the summer nights, which I will say in Texas, you definitely. I try and do things early in the day or in the evening. And I'm not an early morning person. So a lot of things in the summer do get done in the evening hours. Once that sun gets a little bit lower in the sky, then summer nights can be nice. But sometimes in the, the middle of the day in the summer. Oh, see, now Texas, you've opened up the rough. summer nights. You've opened up the summer nights uh, box there. You know, there's that one from Greece. 
Summer Nights. And then, of course, Van Halen did a song, Van Hagar, and, and from the uh, 5150 era, Summer Nights. So, uh, yeah, there's just a, there's a big old rabbit hole we could go down just with this. But Summer in the City by the Lovin' Spoonful coming in at number three. We're going to take one more quick break, but don't go anywhere because our top two weather songs are coming up next. We'll be right back. Looking beyond the atmosphere, here's Tony Rice with your Astronomy Outlook. The next couple of weeks are a great time to spot Mars. It's at its biggest and brightest in about two years. Look to the east after dark for a slightly reddish or orangey point of light. That's Mars. Just to the left is the star Elnath, also known as Beta Tau, or the second brightest star in the constellation Taurus. To the right, you'll find Aldebaran, also known as Alpha Tau, or the brightest star in Taurus. You can also use the constellation Orion to point the way. Look for the three stars in Orion's belt. To the left, you'll find the slightly orangish star Betelgeuse in Orion's shoulder. And up a little further and a bit more to the left, you'll find Mars. Mars will be at its closest point to Earth near the end of this week. But it will continue to get even brighter until opposition next week. Opposition occurs when a planet is opposite the sun in our sky. This is when it's at its biggest and brightest. The moon will also be passing through the scene next week. On Thursday, December 8th, the full moon and Mars will be separated by a fraction of a degree. And this presents an interesting observing challenge. Mars is bright, but the full moon is even brighter. Really, really bright. It's about a negative 12 on the brightness magnitude scale. Mars is only about a negative 2. But you see that scale is logarithmic, first proposed by Norman Pogson of Oxford University back in 1856. Next week, the full moon will be about 10,000 times brighter than Mars. So, try spotting Mars this week, and then try again the end of next. Try covering up the full moon with your thumb. Does that allow you to see Mars? It'll take a really, really clear night to pull this off, because humidity in the atmosphere causes the sky to glow with that bright moon. And if there's any ice crystals in the upper atmosphere, Mars will be lost in the halo around the moon. That's your Astronomy Outlook. Follow me at RTP Hokey for more spacey stuff like this. Shout out to Tony Rice for another great astronomy update. Welcome back, everyone, to Across the Sky. All right, it's getting exciting now. Our number two weather song of all time is Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Credence Clearwater Revival. Man, these guys cranked out some songs, didn't they? And then this, this has to be near the top of their list, even though they have so many great songs. I mean, it's not a very long song. It's not a very complicated song, but it's so catchy, so memorable. Guys, what do you think about this one? This really was my first choice. I, I mean, I, I really like number one, which we'll get to here in a bit. But number one sticks in my head too much to where I just sing it all day long and it kind of gets... Anyways, we'll get to that. But number... this This... Have you ever seen the rain was probably my first choice. Um, I just I just don't really have any other reason other than I just like the song. Um, uh, I just think it's a good song. No argument for me. I mean, CCR is, is classic all the way. So, um, you know, they're was we'll allude to a little bit later on. They have more than one one of these types of songs. But I think this is slightly the stronger of those two. So absolutely. Uh, always good to have CCR in the mix. It, it's a great song. Like, I I mean, you can't go wrong with CCR. It was off of their uh, 1970, al 1970 album Pendulum. Uh, it's a classic tune. I think, you know, really for, for all of us, we all voted it high. So it's an interesting song, too, because it's on a on one aspect. It's about, I guess, 
sun showers. That's kind of one aspect of the song, but it also alludes a little bit to the rising tension of the band. Cause if, if you're not familiar with, <laughs> with Credence, John Fogarty is a very dominant force in a band. You know, when you, when you talk about band dynamics, it's usually one for one for all and all for one, except for CCR where it's John Fogarty and then everybody else. <laughs> and there was a lot of tension because let's be honest, Fogarty is the stronger of the songwriters in the band, but the other three band members wanted to kind of, they almost wanted like a Beatles approach where they all could write songs. They all could be lead singers. And it was really Fogarty songs, which were kind of the best of the best. Uh, and, and his brother, Tom Fogarty was in the band. So there was a lot of tension between uh, Tom and John. And, and to my understanding, that tension went on through the the rest of Tom Fogarty's life. Tom died tragically at a young age. And from what I understand, John wouldn't even visit him near the end of his life and, and resolve their issues. So it, it's it's an interesting song once you start learning even the, the band dynamics. Yeah, I've, I've read those same things that the, the band dynamics were unreal, just absolutely unreal. It, it's like you said, there was Fogarty and then there was kind of everybody else kind of just riding John Fogarty's coattails because he was the the brain and the the brain behind the band. Um so yeah, once you once you factor that in into the idea, it it's it becomes even that more even that much more impressive. It's not an overly happy song because you know they it says have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day but they don't mention any rainbows. <laughs> so it's not that like true, it's super happy it's not like oh and then there were rainbows so it was really great you know it's not like happy that the rain is coming down on a sunny day and there were rainbows and everything there's kind of a a somber note but at the same time like the song you listen to it and it doesn't depress you it's not like a it's hard to describe it but it's just it's very memorable it's very catchy but like when i listen to it i don't get depressed but at the same time i'm not overjoyed but i'm not too sad it's just kind of somewhere in between for me melancholy maybe a little bit, but not too much. It's like not like it's a sad song. I would not classify it as like sad song, you know, like you're feeling feeling depressed and it's like I'm gonna put on my sad soundtrack. I was like, this would not be on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's yeah, it's uh I, I wouldn't say it's an overly happy song, but it, it's a good song. I like it. Um, I think you guys pretty much explained it uh the way I would. So let's not get on to uh I guess number one then. Well, I, I do wanna just Oh yeah, and, and this kind of we're gonna move in. I guess we'll do a couple honorable mentions too before we hit one. But I do want to point out. So we we mentioned that there is another kind of weather song from mm -hmm. CCR that was under consideration, and that's "Who'll Stop the Rain." I actually voted for that one partly because I I like that song just a hair more than I like. And I mean, I love both songs, so it's it's not like I hate one and love the other. But I thought that "Who'll Stop the Rain" is maybe a slightly better choice as a weather song, whereas the first one was kind of, you know, alluding to things and also getting into some of the band issues. Cool Stop the Rain apparently was written after they had performed at Woodstock. So, <laughs> you know, Fogarty's out and on stage. He sees everybody kind of like, you know, half a million people running through the muddy grounds of Woodstock. It had obviously rained a lot. So I, I think the the inspiration to the the song was actually what he had witnessed on the performance at Woodstock. So that, that I think just put it slightly ahead for me as a weather song. And it's also, it's kind of fun too, 
Springsteen is is one of the artists that's really covered that song a lot in concert. He, he did it during the 8081 River Tour and then also during the Rising Tour, busted it out again. A lot of times he'd perform it uh, when they'd be at an outside venue and it would start to rain. So then they would they would dive into that song. And it's a really good rendition. Uh, if you ever get a chance to hear it, it's not officially released. But if you look it up, you know, on YouTube, things like that, you'll you'll come across it. So it's it's a cool song. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. I was going back and forth between those two CCR songs, but I knew I only wanted to pick one CCR song. I felt like we got to have variety in the list. So I like, have you ever seen the rain just a little bit more? So that's why I got my vote. Same way there. In terms of stopping the rain, that goes back to the to the Led Zeppelin song when the levee breaks, when it keeps on raining. So I had enough. Uh, I already had one pick where it was just raining, 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 raining. So yeah, I went to this other CCR version. Um, if we're talking about other honorable mentions, how about Ain't No Sunshine by uh, Bill Withers? That was another one that, that almost made it into our top 10. We got quite a few votes. I know that one was one that I threw a vote in for, didn't quite make the top 10. But it, the problem is it, it you kind of listen to it. And it's more about a woman and how he, when she's gone, then there's no sunshine. But it's such a good song. I mean, I and. I, I I like the song so much, but I guess the, the thing is, you know, it comes back to like the problem we had with our long list that we started with where there's a lot of like brief weather mentions, but it's not really about weather. And I guess Ain't No Sunshine is, is one of those, but it's a really good song. So it, yeah, there, it, there I are think so I almost many. made it. <laughs> there are so many that were just analogies, right? I mean, there's for me, and it has nothing to actually to do with weather, but I'm of a certain age where I love Rock You Like a Hurricane by uh, Scorpions. Very good. Um, but yeah, of course, it's good. not really about a hurricane. Uh, and then there are things like, you know, It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. Of course, clearly not actually about the rain. <clears throat> um, so there are other things that are out there like that. And they're the, called the Weather Girls. The band is the Weather Girls. Yeah, that was another one that, that we, you know, it got some votes. It, it was, it almost made the top 10. That was, that was one we were definitely considering, but then it's like, eh. Yeah, that's definitely, much of a stretch. <laughs> it's definitely an honorable for, mention. Yeah, we didn't forget any, but there were, there were just a whole bunch that just didn't make the list. And this is one of these things that you could, you could sit around in a pub and just argue for hours on end. I imagine none of you took it seriously because I think I was the only one that actually voted for it. But it's kind of along the lines of like, you know, if we're going to put Singing in the Rain in there, which is a little bit, you know, cheesy to a degree, because it's not one you're going to sit there. I mean, unless you're really into Broadway type of music, I think the average person, if you're going to make just a playlist of songs to kind of get you through the day, probably isn't going to put it on. Now, granted, this one, you're not going to necessarily put it on either, but it's one of those catchy ones where once you start hearing it, you're not going to unhear it and you're going to just keep singing along. And it's it's a sunshine day by the Brady Bunch. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a fun one. Oh my you know, it is kind of a weathery song. Um, I was hoping that we get a little bit more love than uh, than it did, um, but it did not. Sorry, Terry. Next time. Wow. <laughs> I had not well, considered that one, Terry, but I but I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And they did like the, the funny thing with the Brady Bunch is they seriously attempted to have a music career. It wasn't just a song that they did for the show. They recorded albums. Mm -hmm. um, they were trying to compete to a degree, I think, with both the Partridge family, but also yeah. maybe even the monkeys to a lesser degree. Yeah, my, my mind goes right to Partridge family there, Terry. I feel like my, you know, when I was now, I was not old enough to watch the Brady Bunch uh, as the episodes were coming out, but uh, they only were around for five years. The Brady Bunch. I feel like they had like just so many episodes. It was only five years. It's not, I mean, it's long, but it's not 
that long. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I would have guessed. Yeah, that would have been like, like Sponge, eight or nine SpongeBob's years. SpongeBob's on year twenty three right now. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing: SpongeBob, <laughs> the characters never age. <laughs> you know the brady like bunch if somebody starts at 12 and finishes five years later at 17 you kind of notice uh they can just go to cartoons after all just kind of animated series you know in retirement brady bunch all right any more honorable mentions anything that we're we're forgetting yeah i had a, I had a I couple mean, more just do you have something joe oh no i mean i just want to give a shout out to my guy Swayze because Swayze has like every single song is about california sunshine the beach good times right. I got to see him in concert two weeks ago. Um, I even said maybe you'd want to come on the Across the Sky podcast to him. And he said he'd be down for it. So we could talk about California, Sunshine, his music. That was a, my, my honorable mention uh, for today. I had um, I had three others just kind of, they, they were weathery. And I thought, you know, could have easily fit in here. But when you're cutting it down to 10, there's just limited space. One is uh, Sun is Shining by Bob Marley and the Whalers. It was mm. a song that it originally appeared on Soul Revolution Part 2, which was uh, an album produced by uh, Lee Scratch Perry. It was before they signed on with uh, with Island Music back in 1971. Uh, but it's 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 a good song. The lyrics are basic sim- and basic and simple. Sun is shining. The weather is sweet. Make you want to move your dancing feet. It's a good summary song. I mean, obviously, we've got another reggae song, which he can't, I think, is the stronger of the two reggae songs if we're going to try to at least get one in there. So you can't go wrong with Bob Marley. And I, I always think like Bob Marley and the Whalers. If we ever did an episode just on like what's your summer playlist, there, there's probably a bunch of Marley songs you can bust out for that too. Oh, yeah. um we're doing that next may we'll do the summertime <laughs> summertime yeah. tunes yeah, yeah. lots of summer songs put that on our list uh another one which is kind of weathery to a degree is uh harvest moon it's a mm. 1992 song by neil young off of the album by the same title uh it won grammy of the year uh grammy for song of the year and also grammy for record of the year it's it's just a good like fall song, you know. You get those uh, the imagery of of that harvest moon kind of hovering over the the landscape, and you know the the weather is starting to turn. the The lyrics probably don't play into the weather as much as you'd like, but it it's a good one. But there's the full moon rising. Let's go dancing in the light. We know where the music's playing. Let's go out and feel the night. So it's it's not necessarily, you know, rain, snow, that kind of weather. But I think you can get that that imagery of fall in your head. A little bit of astronomy, too, uh, which often gets looped in with meteorology. We even have an astronomy report on the podcast. So, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that full moon rising. And uh, one other song, too, I'll throw out there. And, and this is something, um, you know, we had offline a little chatter with Joe because of uh some Dylan stuff. But uh, Bob Dylan, Bill, Bob Dylan has a number of songs that are a little bit weather weathery and we're not talking about uh rainy day women which is you know everybody <laughs> gets stoned but he had a song off of his 1963 album the free Will and bob dylan now this is his second album but it was actually his first album of all original music uh girl from the north country it's a it's a really beautiful song if, if you know Dylan, he even though he gets associated, I think, with the New York City so- folk scene of the 1960s, he actually grew up in Minnesota. So he he was born in Duluth. He grew up on the Misabi Iron Range, which is, you know, just off of Lake Superior. It, it's 
it's very cold, harsh winters. And I think, you know, when you hear, when you hear the lyrics of the song, especially anyone that spent time in, in the Midwest, I think you can associate with it a little bit. So, you know, the first verse of the song, if you're traveling in the North country fair, where the winds hit heavy on the borderline, remember me to one who lives there. Oh, she once was a true love of mine. And then in the third verse, if you go when the snowflakes fall, when the rivers freeze and summers end, please see for me if she's wearing a coat so warm to keep her from the howling winds. And and it's really beautiful song. It's it's one of my favorites from Dylan. And and I think it gets to kind of like a, a harsh Midwest winter. Matt, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But that is, that really describes it. I, I got to shout out um, Dr. Alan Robach. He is one of our meteorology professors at Rutgers because he did his PhD dissertation on Bob Dylan and the weather. Literally, he did his whole PhD dissertation on Bob Dylan and the weather. So it just shows you uh, the ever-lasting uh, impacts of Bob Dylan on American society, even in PhD dissertations for meteorology. And that famous album cover with, uh, I believe it's him and his girlfriend walking down this snowy road. Susie Rotolo, yeah. Yeah. Was that the one, is that what Girl from the North Country, is it on that mm-hmm. album or another one? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's free willing. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. Because <laughs> we got snowy images and snowy songs. All right. Uh, I, I guess that's will do it for honorable mentions because I don't want to keep people waiting for uh, for number one. But before we get to number one, let's do a quick recap of where we are with the top 10. So at number 10, it was a three-way tie. And remember, we need a, a tiebreaker on this. The three-way tie was between Riding the Storm Out by Ario Speedwagon, Under the Boardwalk by The Drifters, and When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin. At number nine, it was Singing in the Rain by Gene Kelly. Number eight, Sunny and 75 by Joe Nichols. Number seven was The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Number six, Weatherman by Hank Williams Jr. Number five was Umbrella by Rihanna. For number four, it's I Can See Clearly Now by Johnny Nash. Number three, Summer in the City by The Lovin' Spoonful. And at number two, it was Have You Ever Seen the Rain by CCR. So, (laughs) the time has come. Drum roll, please. The number one weather song of all time from one of the biggest bands of all time here comes the sun by the beatles here comes the sun there it is matt (laughs) there it is i know you know this song and you know you have to sing along with it when it comes on and how can you not at least smile while listening to it i mean this has to be one of the happiest songs of all time and appropriately it's about the weather so guys what makes this our number one weather song all right, for, I'll I'll start here because it's you know the Beatles that that helps, but um you know and it's not just the Beatles, but I think for me this is also the time in the Beatles career where you really started to see them branching out. I mean, this is a George Harrison song. For as much as we hear about you know Paul and John, John and Paul, um, th- this one's all from George, and it, it kind of showed the the new direction of the Beatles or an additional additional direction the Beatles were investigating and, and going to. Uh, Because we just alluded to before, uh, CCR ain't the Beatles. 
So uh, I think I think for me, when when you look at the the weather concepts, you look at the Beatles, you look at, at their their impact on on music culture. Yeah, for me, this is this is pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's about right, like creation and you know positive things and new life and all that. So mm-hmm. you know, I one of the uh, this is like my main memory with this song. It was senior year of high school. And our history professor or teacher uh, was playing this while we were all, uh, you know, maybe a little upset that school year was starting. He played Here Comes the Sun, maybe to counterbalance uh, the sadness of the first day of school for us. But uh, but it worked. It was a nice sunny day. I remember that day very vividly. And it's only because of the Beatles and Here Comes the Sun. So shout out to Ed Powers uh, for making that happen. Who, Sean, by the way, is from Virginia, by the way. He's a UVA grad. Got it. You know, and I think, you know, what makes some of the song, the most popular songs out there are songs that are easy to sing along with. And this definitely is. I mean, it's it's not very complicated. There's a lot of repetition, but it also is just, you know, it's so happy. It's so easy to sing along with. It's like very easy to get into the swing of it. And it's just like, again, a lot of positivity, easy to sing along with. I mean, I think that goes a long way. You know, if it's too long, too complicated, if it's not something you a lot of people can easily sing, you know, where you need a big vocal range, like uh, our national anthem is always <laughs> a little bit challenging. And I prefer just to stand there, and not try and hurt people's ears. But this is one I can sing along with. This one's easy. <laughs> it's a great song. And, and it it is uh, it, it's tied to the weather, too. So if you understand the history of the Beatles and where they were at, this appeared on their last album, Abbey Road. And by last album, I mean chronologically recorded. It was their last album. The last album released was Let It Be, but uh, that was actually recorded prior to Abbey Road. So there was kind of some conclusions to the band slowly coming into play. If you listen to Abbey Road, thinking about, okay, this is actually the final album that they recorded chronologically. There's a lot of finality to it, but there's also a lot of kind of I think some joy and some, some reflection and some happiness. And I, I think that's what you get out of the song. Um, it, it was also an interesting one. I, I kind of looked into the, the genesis of it and he went to Eric Clapton's house and actually wrote the song at Clapton's place. And it was at a time when the Beatles were going through a lot of tumultuous times over business dealings. And they were supposed to go, and meet with a business manager that morning. And George was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So he just stayed behind and wrote it. And, and it was written also with the thought that, that winters in England and London can be really, really harsh, but he was writing this in the springtime. And it was kind of like, okay, this is, you know, it's going to get, the weather is going to get better. Things are going to get nicer. Here comes the sun. So it's just a really, it's a really nice song. And and I, you know, the Beatles have another, uh, another song that could have been, or a couple songs like, like rain and good day sunshine. Those are both, you know, weathery type songs also from the Beatles, but I think, you know, you can't go wrong with them. And, and I, Sean kind of talked about too, he, he sort of becomes the forgotten Beatle, the, the Lennon and McCartney were such dominant forces in the band. And even if you look at all their albums, a lot of times it's like a, a playbook. You know, they'd have 14 songs on an album. Ten of them would be split evenly between Lennon and McCartney. And then they would give, you know, a couple to to George to to just have his moment. 
and then maybe like one or two to Ringo just because, you know, you got to make let Ringo feel good about himself. But some of the best songs of all time from the Beatles are, are Harrison songs. I mean, he was just like he would get two songs on an album, but make the most of them, you know, so it's like whether it's uh, Here Comes the Sun or something, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Tax Man, just some really great, great music from George Harrison, one of my favorite Beatles. Yeah, and it's hard to say, yeah, what, what is the best Beatles song of all time? But if you're just going by what do people listen to, uh, Here Comes the Sun, as of 2021, the most streamed Beatles song on Spotify. So uh, the people seem to be like in Here Comes the Sun. I'm sure there are lots of other Beatles songs, but I mean, for it to be the number one Beatles song on Spotify, that tells you how good it is. But Kirsten, you said that this is not your your number one. No, it, it is. I just didn't have anything else really uh, significance to add to it otherwise, other than it's a great song. I mean, I, I don't have any kind of significance to add. It's a good song. I like it. Trust me, it was up there on the on uh, on my votes. But uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it just sometimes sticks in my head too much. And so that's why I didn't put it number one. <laughs> <laughs> Those songs that, yeah, get you just can't get out of your head. Yeah, I've uh... I've been there before <laughs> it's like I'm am I ever gonna get this out of my head and this is definitely one again it's just so it's so memorable it's so easy so catchy but you know if it's if it's also memorable and that's why it's got to be high on the list well that's it we we made it our top 10 weather songs guys I think I think this is a pretty solid list and any I mean I I think we we the, the amount of time that we spent on this coming up with a really long list over 50 songs to start and then eliminating it and really trying to find some that have a really big weather focus and then doing voting and each voting our top 10 and then putting points on like which ones we like the most. I mean, I think we did as good a job as as we possibly can, though. I'm sure people will still disagree with. <laughs> well, don't don't forget, we're going to be able to have people vote on what their favorite song is of the three top 10 options. And that will be our official number 10 on our list. So you can vote for that as well. We're going to have that poll out uh for you too right because we, we we still are we're currently sitting at 12 songs and we need to get this down to 10 right there was still too much uh too much debate so yes you're gonna have to help us out with that but uh before we wrap up uh, i do have to give a big shout out to terry thanks so much for your help with this one i mean once we pitched the idea and you started throwing song ideas out there we knew you you had to come on for this one and honestly thank you for all your help I mean, with the editing of the podcast, promoting the podcast, I mean, honestly, Across the Sky would not be what it is without you. Thanks. I appreciate you uh, letting me on. And uh, I'll go back behind the scenes now. <laughs> I'll get you we'll back you in back. front. Yeah, we'll <laughs> definitely have you back, Terry, when we do all of our summertime tunes. Well, we have to put that on the list for, for late next spring as we get geared up for the summer of 23. Sounds good. The uh, My mind is already spinning. I'm sure it is. <laughs> You know, we could also do holiday songs because, you know, really, if you're talking about other honorable mentions, you know, there's a lot of like wintry themed songs, oh, you know, heavens. like Winter Wonderland. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, know, you could do a whole list right. on like snow songs about snow, songs about Christmas that talk about snowmen and snow. Uh, One thing, do, though, with this, and this is going to be very important if we ever do a holiday uh, favorite holiday weather songs list. Who is singing it? Because we all know that there is about 12 people singing the same <laughs> song. So. Who is singing? It's going to be very important for these. That's true. We might just have to say various artists, but sometimes the version does matter. 
<laughs> some are better True. than others. True. Um, and and Terry, also, uh, if people want to see more of you, where can they follow you? You can follow us, of course, Hot Off The Wire podcast. That's a podcast I produce almost seven days a week. We have an episode. So, you know, look for Hot Off The Wire. I'm also periodically hosting our Behind The Headlines podcast. So listen for that one as well. And then uh, if you just want to check out what I'm listening to at any given moment, I'm on Instagram at uh, vinyl underscore Terry. And then I also like to share out my uh, my Springsteen collection separately. Uh, I've been cataloging that on Instagram. So that's uh, at Bruce Springsteen collection. That sounds like something that for every Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> that <laughs> seems like a must, a must follow, a must see. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, well. thanks again, Terry. And uh, I tell you what, we've, we've thrown a lot at you, but don't forget to check out all these songs in our Spotify playlist. It's in the show notes. Or if you don't want to listen to it on Spotify, wherever you listen uh, to your music, listen to these songs and then give us some feedback on social media. What songs did we get right? What did we get wrong? What songs did we miss? Uh, and most importantly, like Joe mentioned, be sure to help us break the three-way tie for our number 10 song. Submit your vote in the poll attached in the show notes, then we'll tally them up and give you the results on next week's episode. But in the meantime, for Lee Enterprises, our producer, Terry Lipschetz in Madison, and my fellow meteorologist, Joe Martucci in Atlantic City, Sean Sublett in Richmond, Kirsten Lang in Tulsa, I'm Matt Hollander in Chicago. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, and we'll catch you again on Across the Sky real soon. At Sierra University, we've been empowering students to pursue their goals for over 130 years. From innovative degree programs and helpful tools to campus locations focused on creating community for international students, we can help you find your way forward. We even offer international students 25% off tuition on select degree programs. Visit Sierra.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Sierra University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.